I am Kwame Ose. I'm a receiver coach for Queens University Football. I'm the women's coach for Queens University Football, and you're listening to At The 55. Let's go. Hello and welcome to At The 55, your home for OUA football. Today we're doing a bit of a two-part episode. On the one hand is another edition of the Greatness Academy series we've been doing, highlighting members of the football community that exemplify the Ontario football's three pillars of excellence, which is excellence, growth, and community, and also getting a little sneak preview on the 2021 Queens Gales upcoming season. We have Coach Kwame Ose. Kwame, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing good, brother. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I know you're a busy guy. Uh, when we talk about community, you're one of the first people that comes to my mind for me. I know the work that you've done at Queens and so many other places. And I kind of want to start with perhaps a, a silly question or an obvious question, but we're a platform that covers university football. So we're talking about student athletes. They are busting their butt in class. They're busting their butt on the field, weight room, all those things, and maybe trying to have a social life in the process of all that. Where in the midst of the crazy busy schedule that these student athletes are going through, how do you make the argument or how do you try to compel them to say, yes, but also work with your community. Don't forget to give back. Where does that argument or where does that, I don't want to say argument, but where does that piece start for you? Um, honestly, for us, it's, it's pretty simple. For us, it, it, it started in the recruitment process. You know, the type of guys we recruit, we make sure we have this terminology called uh, OKG, our kind of guys. So when we're recruiting guys, we want guys that we know that we can rely upon that um, are going to be involved in the community. And the, the second part of that is this that, you know, them understanding the importance of uh, giving back to the community. You know what I mean? Like we're big on uh, harping that uh, we want to be the best team on our campus. We want to be the most visible team on our campus. And we understand the, the, the importance of connection. You know, and for me, like even beyond football, like I, I recognize that we're all connected. That's my philosophy. I think we're all connected in one way, shape or form. So uh, me, us giving back to the community is essentially also us giving back to ourselves. You know what I mean? So uh, that's that's for us. It's the biggest thing is the OKG factor. And you being someone who has not only been a globetrotter, but within Canada, you know, coming from the, the west side of Toronto, then moving out to the East Coast to the West Coast, currently now having your roots in Kingston. Do you find that the communities are, I guess, I mean, state the obvious, are different in different parts of the country, but do you find that the way, the best way to serve those communities are different depending on where you're in, or is it all kind of, do you take the same kind of philosophy wherever you, wherever you uh, land? That's a very good question. Um, I'll say, I, th I think every community is different in some way, shape, or form. Every community has uh, something that they're proud of, in a sense. But one thing I generally know, and it just goes back to my other other um, answer, is that every we're all human at the end of the day. So we all have a natural connection to each other. And I'm big on treating people uh, the same way I, I would want them to treat myself or, or, or my son. You know what I mean? So uh, my approach with everything is with love. And I know love is the, is, is the, is the highest, highest, uh, highest, highest frequency, highest emotion there is as, as, as a human being. And, and if you treat someone with love, they're going to show love back to you. So um, that's just been my thing. Like my, my, my gift to this world is, is to serve them in, 
in any way I can, you know, and if I can serve the world with my, with my gifts, then I know things are going to be reciprocated back to me. So uh, that's how, that's how I am as a human being. And that's how I try to teach, teach uh, my, my, my players to be, you know, and obviously that's an incredible model to work from. I, I'm curious, kind of connecting back to a bit of the, the hometown area. We had uh, Josh Brown, former Waterloo Warrior, come on the show a couple months ago, uh, who is now the founder of the Dream Academy, sort of serving his community in Etobicoke. I'm just curious, were you are you familiar at all with, I know, you know, Rexdale, Etobicoke, we're kind of clumping West Toronto in, in a little bit there, but were you familiar at all with uh, what Josh was doing there, the Dream Academy? that come on your radar no i have actually haven't i haven't heard of it i haven't heard oh, okay. of it. So now i'm gonna have, well, to, I'm gonna have to do my research now oh i mean shout out to josh it's incredible just like a kind of his own little uh big brother academy that he's starting in his neighborhood so i just you know hold on, hold on, wanted... hold on, hold on. actually i think mm-hmm. i have and uh was he a d lineman yeah yeah yes yes i just didn't know i didn't know the name i actually had a conversation with him actually um, shoot, shame on me for <laughs> now you're no, that's cool. I it's remember. early. It's early, folks. We're yeah. recording early. Cool. <laughs> um, yes. And uh he's been having uh he's been doing like little workouts with the guys, his his play. I think there's a few females that are, that are part of it too. He's been doing some workouts in the in the in the mornings and evenings, and uh that's big. And I talked to him about that because like Rexdale is like, man, because we, we had actually a conversation I'm really remembering. And we had a conversation just about the athletes in the city, you know, like uh, in the GTA, everybody talks about, you know, the Bramptons, you know, uh, the Mississaugas, uh, talk a little bit about Scarborough and uh, and Pickering Ajax. But Rexdale is, a, is an area that seems to be always forgotten, you know, for, for many reasons. Um, one be, be, being um, basketball, you know, a lot, a lot of Rexdale kids play basketball. Two, also the gang and the violence and stuff like that. And football is football is not the most. Um, it's a hard sport to get into in terms for for many reasons in terms of finances, in terms of just awareness about the sport, you know, and the fact that he's bringing the sport to these kids at that at this period of their lives is huge. Is huge because we got athletes in Rexdale. I will tell you that we got athletes in Rexdale. So um, definitely proud of what he's doing and and beyond football, he's help helping set up these guys for life. You know, these are the things that these are the things that I tell I tell my players all the time. Certain things that really like bring tears to my eyes, you know, and that's one of them because that's something I wish I had when I was younger. So shout out to Josh on that. And my bad for free for not even making a connection right away. No, it's to- totally okay. I mean, uh, as you said about, you know, Rexdale athletes, I mean, as someone who grew up playing football in Toronto, playing uh, summer ball, Metro Toronto Wildcats, some of the best players we ever had, Don Bosco, Shamanad, you know, those are the schools where you see some of the top athletes coming out in the city. Yeah. Even when you include Scarborough, Markham, all aspects. Of Bro, the you city. didn't even say the best school. You didn't even say the best school yet. Henry Carr. Henry Carr, that- let's go. <laughs> where's your, your partner knows about Henry Carr? Henry Carr. Hey. Let's go. That's that's my that's my alma alma matter. So, uh, but unfortunately, you know what? Like I said, like not unfortunately. The the thing is, basketball is huge in Bexdale. Yeah. Henry Carr is a huge basketball school. What people what people don't realize is that back in the day, we were actually a huge football school with Kerry Carter. If, for anybody that knows 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 about Kerry Carter, he paved the way, and then from him, so many guys started going down south, and then basketball kind of just took over, and we just forgot about football, but. 
I won't say I didn't. I won't say I forgot about Henry Carr. Only reason I didn't throw him out there is because out of those three schools in particular, and of course, you know, Martin Grove out there as well. Other schools, actually, I'm not sure if they still have a football program. But Henry Carr is the only school out of those group that I ever played in high school, and we actually beat you guys when I was there. So you know, we weren't much of a powerhouse. I played at North Toronto Collegiate Institute, so I was like, you know what? I know some of the guys that went to Shaw. Anyways, getting <laughs> off track. I would love to do a power on Toronto football another day. Um, but in talking about Josh, there you mentioned that some of the athletes he works with uh, are women as well in the Dream Academy and kind of transitioning now a little bit towards football at Queens. Uh, before we get to the men's side of things, another really cool thing I know go- that you have on the go right now, which we're seeing across at a lot of schools, is the involvement and the growth. Uh, and once again, kind of all working in, tying in with this theme of, of the Greatness Academy, is the work you're doing with as the head coach now on the women's side. Um, how did that get started for you? What was the inspiration? You obviously have a ton on your plate i mean <laughs> let yeah my, my 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 wife doesn't understand how i do it but neither do I. <laughs> um honestly that came about uh some head coach steve steiner you know he, he told me about the situation and he he felt like i would be a good fit um to help promote the women's game uh, at first i was kind of hesitant just because you know it was, a little, it was in the off season and i kind of have a couple of other things on the go in the off season, but through uh, more conversations with him and and uh, some of the athletics and recreation uh, personnel, um, I, I realized the importance of it. You know, the importance of it, and and just giving a little bit of time to help grow the sport of women's football. See, it w- really was huge on my end uh, uh, for for a few reasons. I have a buddy who's um who's a head coach of a girls team in, in uh, Fort Mackay, which is a, a reserve uh, north of Fort McMurray, Alberta. And I've seen the impact that the game of football has had on uh, his girls. And also while I was teaching in Alberta, I, I, I was uh, doing a little football academy and I had a few females on that team on my, in my academy too. And I saw the change um, just in confidence, in ability, in, in demeanor, through them being involved in the sport of football. And I just wondered to myself, man, like, you know, I'm here at Queens. I have this opportunity to, you know, be a, a coach with, with a, a university women's football team. Uh, this is the beginning of their path, hopefully to become an OUA uh, team. Um, it'll be dumb of me not to be even be involved in that in one way, shape or form, you know, just see, seeing the impact of my friend and uh, the, the, the girls I was involved with in the past. Why, why would I not want to do this on a, on a bigger scale? And, and also knowing that now these girl these, these girls that are in high school, you know, they're playing uh, in, in these lower leagues, uh, these tackle football leagues see that, okay, when I go to university, I can still continue this, this path of football. I can still be involved in football. So just uh, understanding for me, it's all about just seeing the bigger picture. You know, sometimes we get so small minded that we just think about the here and now I mean, for me, just to think about, you know, how busy I am, you know, um, is very minuscule to the grander picture, you know, and also um, being a male, a male coach of, of a university football team. Um, I just wanted to, wanted to be, wanted to create, create a standard, you know, I'm, I'm always about being a trailblazer. I'm always about being different and, and just making things possible, making the uncool cool. You know what I mean? So um yeah, it, it's a pretty dope, dope, dope uh, uh, situation. It, it's it's pretty awesome just to be uh, around the, these players and have also my my university men's men's players be involved in this. So they're helping groom these these ladies too. So it's a pretty cool cool feeling. 
Well, in, in one of the other, one of the recent episodes we did with the Greatness Academy theme, we were talking with Olivia Goshwaby, commissioner of the uh, of UEFA, and she mentioned that same idea of, and we talk about this in our culture and society and so many other facets where, you know, representation gives people the ability to dream larger than they may have thought, you know, thought they could. And so obviously that ability, as you mentioned, is so paramount. And we always talk about in football of the things that we learn, the things we gain from the sport other than just, you know, maybe you get in shape or whatever, just the, yeah, you know, the work ethic, all those things. So if we're limiting that to only half the population, then, you know, clearly that's a, that's a disservice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do want to throw a few few questions or a few things on the men's side as far as Queens football at you real quick. Uh, obviously, you work with the receivers, and you know this is obviously a weird year, having had the year off. You know the double recruit class, double senior class, a lot of a lot of balls in the air. But to me, you guys, your team at Queens is one of the ones where you know there at least are a few things that seemingly make sense. You've clearly been building the program for a few years, moving in the right direction. Those incremental gains year after year. And obviously, we have on the offensive side guys like Lil Tuck, Rashid Tucker in the backfield. I'm assuming he's back there this year. Um, and you got a great quarterback room: James Keen, Ryan Lacandro. Uh, you know, at your position for the receivers: Sakia Cuomo, Richard Burton. I just kind of want to let you go, kind of carte blanche on the offensive side of the ball, wherever you want to go. Who so far, from what you've been seeing, has really impressed you? Um, obviously, you named a few of the known players there and perhaps who are some guys that folks might not be as familiar with that are really been showing out that people should be highlighting in their programs when they're tuning into Queens Gale football this year. Man, I'm trying, I'm trying to not give too much away. Of course, I, I, of course. Surprise. <laughs> um, I will say this. Um, we're young. We're very young, um, but we, we got some guys, man. We got some guys. And one of, one of the guys that I think, um, is going to put the whole nation on notice is, is Richard Burton. Like he's, he's a really, really good and polished receiver. And he's a, he's a leader of our unit. And um, I'm hoping to see this kid have, have the season of his life, you know, uh, him, like many others didn't get a chance to play last year. And I felt like last year would have been his coming out party, but um, this year, I think he's going to do big things. You know, I, I think he's going to do big things. Uh, Rashid, Rashid is a, is a horse. Uh, Sakia, Sakia is going to be the X factor. I'm not going to lie to you. He's going to be the X factor, but um, he, uh, he, he's just, man, just got the, the genetics in, in his family is, <laughs> is, is, is a different, a different level, you know, for him and his, his two brothers. So uh, Saki is like a silent leader, you know, he leads by example. Well, when, well, while, while as Richard Burton is just like that gritty guy, you know, and then guys just want to be around. So it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a, I, I think it's going to be a fun season. You know, I, I'm, I'm excited. Just, 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 I'm excited just to play football, just to be out on, on the field, just to uh, see some fans in the stands, just to see my guys score touchdowns and, and, and bring it all together. I'm excited for that, you know, so I can't give too much away. I, I want to say more, but I can't say too much, you know, um, but I'm excited about what we got. Well, that makes two of us because uh, I'm just counting down the, the days, the minutes, the seconds until we get our OUA football back and oh. starting off against Carlton and then it is a straight sprint to the finish line and I can't wait to see how the chips fall and how you and your guys do. Alrighty, my friend, thank you so much for joining us today. All the best, eh? Thanks, bro. I appreciate it and uh, sorry about last time. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good, man. <laughs>